It's Board Wrestling Fan Radio, episode 239, and I am in no way prepared for this show, so I'm going to turn it over to JT, Draugatis, yeah. Noise, G, uh, and Coaster. And of course he's not prepared for this show, because it's 249, asshole. <laughs> you guys told me 239. It's 249. Last week was 248. Go to the freaking homepage, you can figure that out, dude. I'm busy. Go, go. Go voice. Go do your next. He would do, but he used to do men extend promo. Exactly. That's, I'm, promo, I'm working on that right now. Back, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You guys take over. I'm busy. I'm Bill After. Have you read my book yet? We played. <laughs> Joe's played my 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 seamless sh- shameless promos. Hey, can hey out, JT. But... My girlfriend said that you just sound like Polly right now. Hey, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I was making men extend ads. I only just have condoms with my face on it. <laughs> Uncle Polly's pecker ponchos. <sighs> so, dead uh, air. Sorry. So wait. So I have to host this shit now. I'm like two minutes notice. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's we going on? So what's going on in the week? Um, I think wrestling happened. Well, that's what I figured. We we were gonna, well, we're new. We are bored wrestling fan. Um, Total Bellas happened. No yeah, one watched nobody, Total Bellas. No, <laughs> no one, one cares about that. <laughs> uh, uh, AJ Styles saved the life of a legend. Yeah, that happened on SmackDown. Was... Is 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 Ellsworth the number one contender now? Please tell me he is. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. actually getting a title match next week. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, well, a reason to watch it, SmackDown. Nice. Yay, G with the save. <laughs> oh, God damn, Joe, you fucking lazy shit. All right. <laughs> so we got to talk about stuff because Joe is basically doing what he does every week. He's pretending to do a voiceover, folks. <laughs> he, he took a powder. You might He's just think this is, right now. This is not a special episode. If you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, it's basically the same thing. He's just falling asleep at the mic while we carry the show. You guys ready? Just yeah. like yeah. yeah. I actually answered the call on time, but I was still making my breakfast. I apologize, yo. We have we have we have a guest a guest host I here this week. Mrs. Coaster's here this week. Well, she's uh sort she's of... taking Joe's place. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's across the room playing Halo. Halo Five? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Halo. Oh, boo. Oh well. <clears throat> Anywho, um, so you guys were talking about wrestling. Are you sure you're on the right podcast? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> not for the first twenty minutes, at least. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, gee, I got dumped. I got I got shit canned. Dumped this this whole hosting thing. Two minutes before showtime, because you know, Menix Sense guy has to go be Menix Sense famous. So, this is what happened. I had to say, let's talk wrestling. So, you watched all of the wrestling this week, JT? Thank God. Whew. Dude, I haven't watched shit this week. I still have to watch Gotham. I still have the only thing I watched this week was South Park. Brazzers. That was the only thing I watched. No, I didn't even watch Brazzers this week. Come on, it's been that busy of a fucking week. And I only, I only work three days, three days at the day job. Crazy. Um, well, I'm sure somebody here watched some wrestling. I watched a little bit. I definitely yeah, I watched practically everything. 
Yeah, I, I didn't quite get a... I watched all the that. American wrestling except Ring of Honor, which doesn't count. Because no one knows when it's on. Oh, which is a shame because it counted this week. Sure. Uh, I have it on my some... DVR. I usually watch it during the podcast. Um, there's some talking. good stuff on this week's episode. Now, was that the one that aired midweek or last weekend? Uh, well, they're still advertising it on their Twitter feed, so whatever the most recent one was, because it was from Field of Honor in Brooklyn. Okay. I think I... Shit, I don't know if I saw that one or not. Or, or I haven't started it yet. Um, the ones that I get on the weekend are the ones that most people get during the week. For some reason, that's my affiliate that chooses to, to operate that way. So I think I saw that one. I don't know. We'll find out. I my wish. I'm, I old. Wish. I'm the oldest here. My memory is the worst. I win. I, I wish I, I wish I'm pretty I was sure you're old. not the oldest here, but we'll, we'll go and see how yeah. that works. Yeah, we'll, you, we'll have we'll have a wait. we'll have an age off later. I know more <laughs> than everyone else except you. <laughs> Maybe. Fair enough. We'll have well, to figure that one out sometime, but not on the air because you know. Well, there's pretty well, much our, no our... way to segue into wrestling without getting into the big scandal of the moment with Alberto Del Rio and Paige and who's getting fired and who's really, you know, got a neck injury and. The E came back and basically made her look really not so good. So, right. what and do you guys think latest... about all this? Prescribe cocaine. I love the latest story, which is that Del Rio was stabbed by a drug dealer because Paige didn't pay up. <laughs> it, it's just the gift that keeps on giving, much like the gift of Jericho. Okay. <laughs> well, we that, and the jelly it. of the month, and the jelly of the month club. <laughs> We we can totally tackle that because I, you know, I have all the news there. Um, fuck Joe, he's he's not on the show, so too bad for him. <laughs> so she got suspended for sixty days, second violation. Um, you don't have to read between the lines that maybe Paige is done with the WWE. Yeah, I think it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she she doesn't want to be under contract anymore, and you know she's just trying to get fired. Okay, well, here, I'll, I'll work through the news. I'll do it in a way Joe doesn't do it. I'll, I'll summarize what's written as opposed to read it verbatim, uh, with the exception of, of important quotes. One is what she said on social media. Same shit, different day. Kids, please don't get prescriptions or doctor's notes. Not acceptable. And then she tweeted, rules apply depending on your status. Uh, following up. Alberto Del Stabo and every single relative uh, Paige has seemed to have weighed in uh, confirming, quote-unquote, these violations. And I'm not going to read those. I didn't even bother posting them. It's basically the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. So WWE goes on the record after these accusations, and they put a statement out with the New York Post. And she said that, or they said that she tested positive for an illegal substance, not a prescription drug. And in addition, that the WWE is providing world-class medical care for her in-ring injury. Okay, somebody make a Z-Pack joke. Yeah. <laughs> Z-Pack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, after this, on Wednesday, Paige Z-Pack. is planning... Go ahead. Hey, no, Wednesday, on Wednesday, Z-Pack. Z-Pack. <laughs> you guys cut me off whenever you want. I'm not going to... Sorry, G. Sorry. 
Halo? Now you're even being cut off by people who aren't on the show. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of Halos, Paige will be getting her next surgery next Wednesday. Um, <laughs> that was a good one. That was that, good. That was nice. That's October 19th. Uh, and the recovery time is estimated to be six to seven months. Now, we have a conflict of interest here because the WWE doctors, they're basically going on the record saying that they don't believe she needs neck surgery. And so this is going to become quite likely a legal issue between the two sides. And the WWE apparently, okay, this is specula speculation, won't pay for anything unless their own doctors approve. Well, the and, thing is, nobody, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think that's it. Is it. Nobody just decides, hey, you know what? I want to get this completely unnecessary neck surgery just to stick it to the company. Nobody does that. So this whole idea that, oh, she, she's faking it, she's this, she's that, why would anybody do that? There's no logic to that at all. Because she's committed to the bit. They're not that good of actors. <laughs> Says the person with a theater degree. She, 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 she was in that movie with The Miz. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the that. Santa one or whatever. Yeah, she was like an yeah. Okay, so I guess the big the big issue is she has a story that says it's drugs that she needed. They have a story that says it's something that's illegal. Maybe drugs. They're ambiguous. If she is bullshitting everybody and actually going through with the neck surgery in spite of, of all of this, it, I mean, that that's essentially where we're at, right? If if she's lying, she's actually getting a neck surgery over this. Or the story from the WWE is not is not a hundred percent accurate and there's more to this than obviously we know for sure. I mean, we've talked about this for a few months now. Um, Triple H got promoted to being Paige's dad, et cetera. <laughs> where where are you guys on this? Like no, what's I'll your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't that seem just a little bit fucking crazy that someone would go through potentially risking the ability to walk to get a neck surgery? Yeah, I think it's way more likely that the E got pissed at her because she wanted out, and she might have wanted out before she hooked up with Del Rio, because let's face it, they weren't exactly using her the way that they were when she got there. And right. her mom had been on social media, you know, telling her to come home before this, not as big a deal. But, you know, there were a couple of times where she even said, you know, just you know, come back home and, you know, do stuff over here. So the whole thing just really smells like the E decided they were going to downplay whatever issues she had because she didn't want to be there and they knew it. And they are petty, vindictive, spiteful bitches when it comes to stuff like that. And all the people who keep saying, oh, they're this publicly traded, you know, multi-million dollar company, they're not gonna, oh, yes, they are. They are gonna because they have a track record of that and they're horrible, horrible people. We know this to be true. It has been proven by science. <laughs> science. 
Okay. Science. Um, other thoughts before we get into the, the lab and go over the results uh, here? Z-Pack. <laughs> Ball game. I think really that both parties are just kind of at fault. I don't... I can understand the logic of the WWE saying, you don't need this next surgery, we won't pay for it. But I can't understand the logic of them saying she was busted for illegal drugs if she wasn't. So it's just, it's an entire massive mess where both parties are being kind of cuntish about it. Mm. And according to uh, WWE... I mean, she's from Norwich. She's a fucking cunt. (laughs) (laughs) According according to WWE's... uh... Uh, well, wellness uh, rules. Um, Mexican medicine men are not considered <laughs> real doctors, and peyote is not medicine. Oh fuck! Oh, That's bullshit. Oh, oh my god! She just found out, folks. She did not know. <laughs> She's putting the peyote down right now. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> well, stop being funny. We won't laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to say I work for BrickCunts.News. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, we, we have another uh, problem with, with the story that... I mean, it's, it's right there. If she, they're claiming it's an illegal substance, so she's claiming it's not. And they're going to the press about that. Whoa! Now we got a libel issue. It could potentially, this could get way worse before it gets any better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm raining on your parade. Yeah, we'll have material for weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the resolve's going to be. I don't even know if there could be one anytime soon. Oh. Obviously, the never seen everything's there, <laughs> but... Well, she's young enough and she has a famous enough name and family that it's not like she has no career if she doesn't work for the E. And so she could be totally fine. You know, there are people who have no desire to ply their trade for the McFamily and they do perfectly well. People mm. like the Young Bucks, for example. I don't even like them, but I'm glad they exist, and I'm glad they're successful, and that they don't have to have the E behind them to have a career, and Paige could be like that as well. Well, let me tell you something, dudette. I've made a perfectly good example of how you you can live without the E. You just sue a a national company, and you, you win, and you put them out of business. Well, we're talking about libel. I don't think she'll go that far. (laughs) <laughs> TNA becomes owned by Billy Cogden the WWE becomes owned by Paige <laughs> there's certainly lots of options the market obviously in the UK is growing could could we see something I mean and then her family of course is a promotion but uh Insane championship wrestling, probably. They're the most notable in, in progress, right? That would be mm-hmm. a, I, mean, one I don't like what culture, but their promotion seems to be doing okay. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. She's stupid. Yes, Paige is very stupid. 
stupid Mexican who's not even <laughs> so appropriate. It's amazing. This is amazing. Someone give that woman a microphone. <laughs> well, there is one person in wrestling who is stupider than Paige, and that would be Matt Seidel. Huh. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I know where you're going because I have that ready. Almost. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean. So much TNA news. Go ahead. You, you can explain it if you got all the deets for sure. Uh, I, uh, enough to make sense of it for everybody else. Well, Matt Seidel left the E a while ago, like after wasn't 2012 that, or something. Wasn't he like Evan Bourne or something in the E? Yeah, yeah. He, he, okay. he, was, he was Evan Bourne. And you know, a very well-known fan of the cannabis. And one of the places that he worked with a lot of regularity was New Japan. And newsflash, that is a country with very strict and very well-known zero-tolerance policies on marijuana or anything else being brought into the country. And word has finally come out that the reason he no-showed, um, not the most recent show, but the destruction tour, was because he got arrested at Osaka Airport for marijuana possession and is actually looking at possible prison time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was messaging from Hawaii and, oh, travel issues and hanging out. But what it really boils down to is, hey, you have worked with New Japan for years. You know what the country is like being zero tolerance. <laughs> Why the hell would you do that? That is truly the stupidest ah. thing in the history of stupid things. And this yeah, is even... I... Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to make a stupid joke. <laughs> uh, this is even allowing for the fact that somebody close to him pointed out that ever since he got his foot absolutely mangled in a car crash, it broke in like four places. And they said, you know, everybody who's rushing to judge him doesn't seem to understand how it's a miracle he can even walk, let alone wrestle, right. and you got to do what you got to do. And that may be true, Gosh. but when you're entering a country that kicked out <clears throat> one of the Beatles for having marijuana, <laughs> you're not a Beatle. You're, you're not going to get exempted from it. And the fact that he just did that is, frankly, dumber than anything Paige has done so far. Oh. Yeah, the story is that he had a he had a hidden pipe with a liquid cannabis, um, and it was attached to an electronic cigarette. It was approximately well, I guess not approximately two point one two grams of marijuana in total. Hmm. And uh, you just mentioned, yeah, I mean, they could potentially extradite him as well for sentencing um, if they choose to. And you're right. Yep, jail time is, is the exact same info I've got here. Is going to point out that lots of sumo, not lots, but number of sumo wrestles have been banned for life as a result of similar offenses. So, well, dude, I, talk talk about a high flyer, brother. <laughs> you know what's oh, yeah. truly I, I sad was... though? He's still got a title belt. They don't have it back yet. Huh. Because they have the uh, Never Trios Tag Team Championships, and it was him and Ricochet and Kojima, I think. And 
they had a rematch for those titles. They replaced him with David Finley. David Finley has apparently taken Matt Seidel's spot in everything, but only two of the three guys have title belts because Seidel still has physical possession of one. I imagine how much weed he could get for that. <laughs> more than two grams, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably well, a little more. He's able to ex- execute all those uh, all those high flying moves. You know, not only does he pop like three alpha brain before a match, you, <laughs> you know, he, he gets higher than giraffe pussy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of the other things too you, you touched upon it was um, I read some of those comments earlier this morning about them talking about him using it as like a painkiller. And while I'm all for medical marijuana, you gotta, and again, you pointed this out, you have to be um, aware of the laws in the country that you're in. There are other things that you can get that are probably quite easily attainable and legal in Japan if it's for your foot, if that's, mm-hmm. if that's the issue. He, he, like Grau said, he's been working there for years. He must have something if he needs it for the pain. Yeah. And just because somebody has the word DR on their business card doesn't make them an actual doctor. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Dr. Mario's not a real doctor? What the hell? I've never seen this diploma. I don't know, man. I, I have the chronic from 2000. <laughs> and and I, I, I tell you, there's a photo of Dr. Dre, you know, working at the pharmacy. The big <laughs> bag of prescription medicine, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he was in the M&M video with, with, the, with the, is a doctor. Oh, I forgot that? about that one. Okay, you kind of had to know the name of the song for that. But that was a bad joke, I know. No, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I'm full of those. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard Eminem was uh, standing next to some guy's house with a can full of gasoline and a handful of matches, but no one found out. Is that true? I know. Oh. So from here on out, it's the chronic too. Starting today, tomorrow's the new. <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess this one's pending too. Um. I haven't heard any updates on on whether they plan to extradite him or not. I mean, for the amount for the amount of drugs that he was busted with, it's it's a pretty shitty mistake. But yeah, it's totally on him. This this is like common sense. So you can't even call it a mistake because there's no way that he didn't know, and he just chose to ignore it and yeah one thing i heard people say is maybe he just had a blunt that he completely forgot about but it's a fucking pipe Mm -hmm. i'd understand just misplacing a blunt i mean like oh shit i forgot that was there but you're gonna feel a pipe you're gonna know a pipe is there he's throwing away his fucking career for two grams of weed (laughs) dumbass well, there's a reason they ask you if you pack those bags yourself, right? <laughs> That's the reality, though. It's he, he had it hidden away in his luggage or his carry-on, one or the other. I don't know from the story. And it's a minimal amount. And, and sure, it's plausible that he forgot it was in there. But nonetheless, that's still his fault. So, yeah, I feel I mean, I do feel bad for the guy because I think of the law is ridiculous. But 
not my country, right? So mm-hmm. fuck me. Doesn't yeah. matter what I think. <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody thinks when you're going back and forth across international borders. The law's the law, and it really doesn't matter what you think of it. You just have to go along with it. double check the news on this one see if there's any updates but I don't expect anything on that one nope all right well good job side L <laughs> who knows maybe he'll get a note from dr. del Rio <laughs> <laughs> no he's getting he's he's gonna get one from Isaac Yankum <laughs> So how psyched is everybody for Lesnar and Goldberg? It went really well last time. Is, is Austin going to be reffing? I don't know. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> was there anything? Was it only on the television? Was there anything on No Mercy had anything to do with that match at all? Because I did not watch a second of No Mercy. Uh, No, no. This is all wrong. I don't think they'll even mention it on SmackDown. Mm. Yeah, they don't don't cross-promote ever. Nah. Did anybody watch No Mercy besides me? I watched it. I did. I just don't remember a lot. Well, they opened with the main event. Yeah. And... Oh, Yeah. The, the whole justification for that shit. was yeah. just absolutely laughable. You know, if you're going to do something like that, at least give you know, five or ten seconds thought to explaining why you did it so you don't sound like an idiot. Because <laughs> Shane and Daniel totally sounded ridiculous. Everybody knew they did it because of the presidential debates, but you mm-hmm. can't acknowledge that on TV. And what they said was just completely dumb. Did they even say anything? Well, yeah, yeah they... Okay, they addressed it, but they didn't really say anything when they did it. It was one of those, oh, well, yeah, you know, SmackDown's bringing, you know, the new and the different, and, you know, we just thought it would be a good idea, da da, da. And you're like, you're not saying anything at all. <laughs> they addressed it, but they didn't really say anything. So it sounds so Michael, it sounds like one of my promos, right? We we fight. That's what we do on SmackDown. We fight. So we're gonna bring you the fighting out right at the beginning of the show because it's wrestling and we fight on SmackDown. Ball game. <laughs> uh, did anybody see uh Corey Graves just ripping Byron Sexton on Twitter for stalking the full house? Yes. Uh, location. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so that was part of No Mercy too. No, that was just a Twitter. Not thing. per se, but it happened, and it was just really funny. Because hmm. apparently Byron Saxton is a big Full House fan and went to visit the house or something when they were in the area and. Corey Graves was just tearing him up for being a creepy stalker guy and posting all this stuff on Twitter about it. And it was really funny because, honestly, it does come off as sort of creepy. 
that maybe just because it's Byron doing it. I don't know. But, uh, well, it, did, it didn't help that posts. Byron was wearing a clown suit and carrying a body bag. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. But this, okay, look, guys, we're making No Mercy sound better than it really was because this sounds like much more entertaining. Well, God damn it, he has to. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Did he, did, 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 uh, Graves like, like, hardcore troll him and like use like full house lyrics or anything? Uh, I don't know about full house lyrics, but I just oh. remember a series oh. of tweets that were, um, pretty strongly worded as to just how screwed up and creepy it was that he'd be hanging around the house of a fictitious family hoping they would come home so he could meet them. Like, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, well, joke's on you, because they just use that for fucking the intro, and I'm sure the set's, like, what, a complete other city. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. You know, while he was waiting for the family to show up, he was just, you know, he broke in, started vacuuming the floor. <laughs> you go down the stairs and look for Uncle Joey in the basement yeah. there. <laughs> it's just singing the whole time, whatever happened to predictability. <laughs> Cut it out. And maybe he thought, you know, Maybe he thought there was more to that house than just being a... I don't... I, I don't understand that. Well, I don't know. I do. I'm a fan of shows, but not that fan, much of an, an intense one. Right. Did he even bother retorting? Did anybody see it, or did he try? Uh, if he, if he tried, seven. there wasn't much to it. Yeah. Yeah, Byron isn't exactly known for his snappy comebacks. That's awesome. <laughs> it, what what else happened on No Mercy again? Recharge my memory. I, I really uh, found it. Ziggler won. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ziggler won, and yeah, okay. since Becky Lynch got pulled off the show, Alexa Bliss, and I love this. I think this was absolutely brilliant. I wish more people would point this out. Alexa Bliss just tore into Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. She said, um, I signed a contract for a title match on this show and just because Becky Lynch isn't here doesn't mean that I don't get it because if I don't get it then I am you know being denied my contracted thing too it's like yeah she totally is yeah so what do they do they give her a match against freaking Naomi which she loses I, <clears throat> I have never gotten Naomi because she's athletic but she's not a good wrestler she has right. never been, and she never will be. But they had to trot her out with her, you know, <laughs> special Tron outfit. And <laughs> Alexa Bliss freaking lost to her. Why? I mean, if you're pushing Alexa, which you should, if you are not pushing Alexa Bliss, you're wrong. Yeah, she, she's... And Alexa should have been able to win, not necessarily easily, but Alexa should have won that. But no, Naomi had to get the win. All right, whatever. Yeah, it well, sounds it, like it, someone needs to feel the glow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, that, that win had to justify the halftime show that was her entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch. I, I actually watched the debate, and I'm fucking Canadian, so I don't know what that tells you, but. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> connection point, though, because somebody awesome. had posted right after No Mercy was over that Hillary Clinton should walk into the final debate with Naomi's entrance and outfit. <laughs> nice. I thought, okay, you know what? That would be hilarious. I would really enjoy watching that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't impressed by the booking on the debate this time around. I don't know. It feels it, it wasn't fifty-fifty booking, but we didn't get we didn't get like some of those moments that made that first one a lot more entertaining from a a car yeah. crash perspective. Yeah, I was Did expecting you see a that more. Danny Elfman composed music for it. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't realize that was was who was the composer really. Eh? Well, no. After the fact, when uh, you know. Trump was basically creepy stalking Clinton behind her all the time. Danny Elfman <laughs> composed music for that. Uh, Specifically awesome. for it. Uh, go, Danny Elfman. You're awesome. Yeah, I saw the, what was it, the um, the Dirty Dancing song version of it? Yeah. I just, I gotta look up that. That other one, though, that sounds great. Yeah, because for whatever reason, Trump likes to hold a microphone like he's an old-time crooner. Yeah, he does. He really does. I'm, I'm... Obviously, I have no ability to vote in this one, but politically, without getting too deep into the... Uh, I think you'll find you're still voting for Hillary Clinton. And that's how election rigging works. <laughs> yeah, I would be if Canadians could vote. My 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 country it's the biggest trading partner in our you know all of our diplomacy on a military level is so tied into the United States that we're we're about as impacted by this as much as anybody who's a citizen of that country. So I kind of feel the need and the responsibility to be aware. Because um, one of these your... fucking chaperones is gonna be the president and that's gonna fuck up my country somehow. I know this. Isn't your military just the Mounties? No, we should... uh, kind of. Dude, we they have the whole up. weapons X program. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, <this is> a, <laughs> a giant arm that reaches out of a space shuttle and clutches the evil off the planet. That's what we do. Good old Canada arm. We we have a bit. It's small, but it's effective. We're good at sniping people. Who knew? <laughs> I, I don't know if we still hold that record for longest confirmed kill, but yeah. And it's a, with a hockey puck, of all things. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> While riding a moose. Absolutely. <laughs> our, and our the tech. shot was being fired at a beaver. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. We use them for reconnaissance missions. They're mostly our Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, every good Marine Corps has a really good squad of engineers, yo. Your, your Navy SEALs are actually... Legit seals. <laughs> yeah. No, they are because they club all the baby seals. Well, that that's just training them. It just thins out the, <laughs> the ones that survive. Make them seals. <laughs> the ones that survive have to eat the dead ones. That makes them stronger. Oh, Who knew Lord. that can that Canada was like Sparta for seals? <laughs> Oh, it's the fucking Wild West up there. Our, our, our seals are trained wild. We're kind of like ninjas, how they used to toss babies like in the water to see if they swim. Like We try clubbing them, and then if they survive, man, you watch out. Mm. Hardcore. 
Yeah, nobody laughs at the Clubbing Seals show. Come on! <laughs> we're, not, we're not even supposed to make fun of that because it's like indigenous people, but that's a tough, that's a tough topic in my country, yo. Wait a minute. In, indigenous people in Canada are seals? Oh, I see what you did there. They all switched to Rue. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my baseball bat. I'm going in. <laughs> So was that it for No Mercy? Can we can we close? Uh, the, or did I miss you? Met, sorry, you missed uh, something. I didn't watch. Oh, well, uh, I'm trying to think of what else there was because I honestly had it on as background so I could stay uh, up and watch Pop. the New Japan show. Um, uh, Kurt Hawkins came out to make his announcement that he's going to debut on SmackDown, which didn't happen. And Nikki Bella, of course, beat Carmella because obviously. Because tits. <laughs> yeah. And that's. Well, hey, if you can afford them, then good for you. Um, the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton thing. Oh yeah, Wyatt fucking won a pay per view match. The streak has ended. Yeah. If that's not too little, too late though. I don't know. And Luke Harper's back. Yeah, that. Okay, well, let's transition over to SmackDown. We can go back to Raw. I did watch a bit of this. I, I found out about it after the fact, and I, I kind of wanted to go back and watch it. Mm. Well, Ellsworth, come on. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care if you said me and I'm loving it. It makes me actually interested in, in portions of the show. Yeah, and apparently Dean Ambrose has a serious drinking problem. <laughs> Because he what, he pulled out his, what he pulled out of his jeans was a hip flask and Tic Tacs. <laughs> and apparently alcoholics take Tic Tacs to hide the alcohol on their breath. Mm-hmm. Or you just drink Listerine. <laughs> oh, a gambling problem because he pulled out cards too. Mm. He's a man of many vices. Is that what was in his pocket? What was, he had a few things. I couldn't tell what it was, but uh, the Reddit detectives worked it out. <laughs> Those weird people. Ah, uh, he's a loose cannon, Maggle. Does <laughs> anybody actually? I've seen a few people that are, and I, and, I, and if you are, that's fine. I'm just curious. Anyone actually outraged that Ellsworth is getting a title shot at all? No, I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, Slash I think awesome. it's, it's hilarious and. Yeah, he, he won a non-title match. They always say when you win a non-title match, it puts you in line for a title match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go and pin AJ Styles, and I'd be pissed off if I didn't get a title match. Though <laughs> uh, so I would hope I would not tuck my chin. Mm. Mm, there you go. Yeah. I mean, everybody's on him for forgetting to tuck the chin, but he really hasn't got one, so he's not used to thinking like that. I don't yeah. think it's his fault. I, I think his actual response was... He's got no chin to tuck. <laughs> exactly. It's like Harlan Williams. <laughs> I don't even know what his beard's attached to. His neck. It's just kind of there. Okay, I'm back. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when Kane I, disappeared. 
Kane was there too. Not anymore. Nope. <laughs> I did the old light trick. Wouldn't it be something if that was his retirement? Hmm. <laughs> he just fucking disappears. <laughs> oh, like in that one soap opera where the guy went upstairs to polish his skis and was never seen or heard from again. Kane just disappears and he's never mentioned again and that's it. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, that was an actual thing that happened. Yeah, it was. It was. I can't remember the name of the show because I didn't ever watch soap operas, but it was one of those bits of pop culture lore that in some episode of some really well-known soap opera, like in the early to mid-80s or something, a, a you know late teens, early 20s kid of people on the show... You know, goes upstairs to polish his skis and is never seen or heard from again because the actor left and they didn't recast it. And it was one of those, if you were paying attention, it's this huge cliffhanger thing. <laughs> but yeah, he just never came back. I heard about something. I heard about that. I've heard about that. I'm not sure if I, I I'm not sure if it's happened on more than one show, but I know that I know I've know I've heard of something like that before. Yeah, I, it's one of those things I've heard about and it gets referenced every so often, but like wow, that that was a thing that happened. It really did happen and I've gotta look up what show it was because I'm it, trying to find out but I don't even know what to search for. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting pool and snow reports. I don't know why. <laughs> what is Oh, Sometimes. I get it. Pol Polish skis. All of my children, a character named Bobby Martin, found it. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay, so it was. I thought it was either All My Children or As the World Turns, but you know, those things are all a blur. So, okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we had that here. <laughs> oh, wow, that thing went for like 41 years. Yeah, show That's poppers true. used to go on forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, they were, like, on five days a week, too. There's British soap operas that are older than me. <laughs> There's a lot of things older than you. Yeah, gee. Really yeah, dead noise. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ, this thing has, like, 10,000 episodes. Yeah, like you said, it was Eight on five days a week. I mean, you'd literally have actors spend their entire lives, like, they'd join the show as kids, and then they'd eventually be, you know, a grandmother or something, and they would just, they did one show for their whole life. Uh, like I said, there are people like that. There's, I don't want to go into tangents, fuck it. <laughs> Speaking of things that seem to last forever, Raw happened. <laughs> oh boy and no comment no comment no one says anything to say about it mm. remember remember when we used to comment on raw uh, i actually this week i realized what a terrible person i am when i watched raw because during the opening segment where uh, rusev is sent out of the ring and then he just walks back in I was hoping he would super kick Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, please, let that happen. 
But no, we're instead we're going to get Helen a cell or something. Uh, Does anybody else just really had it with the idea that they take a gimmick that was good on its own, turn it into a full pay-per-view, and completely ruin it forever? Because these Hell in the Cell things just, no. I mean, that and Money in the Bank and the... I don't mind a number of other things. Well, but when it was a specialty match at Mania, and the prize could go over until the next Mania, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was a special thing. It got more guys on, and it got more guys on the card. Yeah. Mm. So turning this stuff into pay per views, I just really do not care for at all. And we talked last week about how. There's literally a WWE pay-per-view every two weeks now that nobody's going to pay attention to. So that just thins it up even more. Well, it's the, uh, the Vince McMahon mentality of uh, if a spoonful of something is good, then a bucket of it must be great. <laughs> I wish he would take that to heart with cyanide, but that's as may be. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does that with Icopro. <laughs> You're there's three, there's three Hell in the Cell matches, right? Yeah, there's three now. Yeah. Rollins the only one I, I had a takeaway from was the Sasha Banks Charlotte one, where they earned the right to go into it, which is kind of an odd thought if you think about it, because it's supposed to be like... It is. It's this... supposed to be this thing that no one wants to have. Mm-hmm. Precisely. But, I mean, the counterpoint is... We actually have a reason for this match oh, like in a cell. Time. As stupid as it is, mm-hmm. it's a reward, but we actually have a reason. What's the fucking reason for the other two? And what are they? Because I don't even know. Uh, the other one is Rusev and Reigns, and I think Owens and Rollins. Is that who he's facing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I... I think so, but what does that say about their booking that we can't remember who's in a Hell in a Cell match? Hmm. I mean, how Everybody wrong is, is that? Every match is a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> oh, they've brought the chain tape library. Let's bring in lockdown. <laughs> let's, not forget, that way. let's not forget tables, ladders, chairs, steps, guardrails. Oh my, <laughs> man. Pay-per-view. Oh, We're yeah, going to have a chairs one. match where all weapons are legal, but you can bring, only use chairs. All from hell, damn it. <laughs> Wait, what was that, Coaster? Bring back the kennel from hell, damn it. <laughs> the newest yes, animal-themed pay-per-view. Come, come, coming, coming next March, we have the Pujabi Prison Pay-per-view. <laughs> We're bringing back the great Kali. That's it. That's how we make Goldberg better. We put it in the Punjabi prison. <laughs> Kali's the referee. <laughs> you think his chops are slow? You should see him trying to do a count. <laughs> Kenny Cow. He can count a potato. <laughs> Which is higher than Eva Murray. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much to this draw. 
I, I was working on getting my computer back up and running on Raw, Monday. I know that. Raw was that Paul Heyman promo, right? And that's like all that happened? Nah, people also remember the TJ Perkins shit because it was just so cringeworthy. Yeah, how the term. fuck do you break a Nintendo 64? <laughs> Literally, the day of Monday Night Raw, my cats knocked my Nintendo 64 off my shelf to the floor, and then I played No Mercy for an hour and a half. You broke the floor. Yeah, broke the damn floor. You don't break the fucking N64. Now your cats are at the vet. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Let's hit the pause button, Joe. I, I don't need to hit the pause button. I've been off the show for 45 minutes now. <laughs> 40, 49 minutes, Joe. Well, I was on for a few minutes at the beginning. It takes you 49 minutes to record a two-minute Men Extends ad? Come on, dude. No, I ate lunch, and I watched the first half of the 49ers game, and then I found a stream, and then I came back. Because football. Yeah, I completely forgot that, yeah, Paul Heyman was on Raw. That was the only thing worth watching on Raw. In Suplex City, you're not Goldberg. You're next. Can we just end it right there, though? Do we actually have to get Goldberg? Or apparently we do, because apparently he's wrestling at the first night at the, the Key Bank Center here in Buffalo on the fourteenth. Which you can pay for now that you just did your ad. <sighs> I almost don't want to go now that Goldberg's on it. Like I, I remember the one time they're like, "Oh, the oh, Rock yeah, is going to be on Raw. The Rock is going to be at Buffalo. The Rock's going to be in Buffalo on Monday Night Raw for the first time in like ten years or something." I'm like. I don't want to fucking see The Rock. And the only reason I ended up going to that show is because they announced, like, the week before that it was going to be old school Raw. I'm like, now that I want to go to. And The Rock will show up live via satellite. No, he was actually on that one. He did an in-ring promo with John Cena. Uh, don't you don't you want to be front row to see Goldberg and start chanting, feed me more? Oh, yes. Wasn't that the one where Cena finally brought back the Doctor of Thugonomics for, like, a week? I don't think he did. I no. He they just came out and they cut a just back and forth stupid fucking bullshit yeah. promo like they normally do. With Rock's like, I love this place, and Tina's like, You left this place. You fucking suck. Basically. Oh, the brilliant of uh, I'm back and I'm never going home, and then he never came back. Yeah. Thanks, Rock. Yeah. Now, nowadays, uh, the promo with Rock and Cena would be like, "You're a part timer," and be like, "I know you are, but what am I?" And it was like, <laughs> no, we got one of those with the Rock though, where he was via satellite, and then Shawn Michaels was on later via satellite, and the whole damn show. It's like you know, uh, instead of sitting here at the First Niagara Center and spending all this money that I spent on this show, I could watch Raw on TV at home. <laughs> <laughs> if you were watching by satellite, then the whole damn thing would have been by satellite. Right. Or via satellite. <laughs> Apparently Goldberg is, yeah, he's going to show up next week and he'll be wrestling or some shit in a few weeks. Yeah, it's like, uh, <coughs> I just did a voiceover that was like, oh, Goldberg's only, he's only booked for one match and he's only going to wrestle the one match and then I get the... The uh, you sent me the message, the the post saying Goldberg steps into a WWE ring. Like the fuck? That doesn't mean he'll be wrestling. That just means he'll be live via satellite next week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Braun Strowman said he wanted a bigger competition. People have actually suggested that, and they're serious about it. Yeah, 
I've also read Samoa Joe for Braun Strowman. Oh, no. But yeah. he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe, that would be okay. But Joe has been demolishing everything that he can get near to force William Regal to let him fight Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT title again. Mm-hmm. And that's just now hitting the point where he's getting a response. I don't think they're going to drop that. Yeah, Shinsuke just showed up on uh, on NXT and attacked Joe. That it's not like that's ever stopped them before. That's true. Kevin Owens was feuding with Sami Zayn when he would beat John Cena on pay-per-view. <laughs> I think they can even make that part of the story that Joe is so pissed off he goes and ruins Raw by making it better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I suppose it'd be interesting what they actually do, because if it is Goldberg or Joe, then they're just ruining everything they've done with Strowman. This is where the big show comes back. (laughs) Oh, God, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Gee, thanks a lot for bringing that into reality. <laughs> Big show or Mark Henry. Don Strowman's going to know solid WMD. <laughs> I don't know. Show said in an interview that uh, he's not, he's probably just staying off TV until he does the Shaq thing with WrestleMania, so probably like Royal Rumble. But who the fuck knows? Nah, can't be believe Strowman anything these guys say. Big show and Mark Henry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I actually watched NXT this week. I was intending to, but then I forgot. I woke up this morning and I'm like, ah, what do I got to do today? Like, I know, I'm going to watch NXT. So I watched NXT. And then, like, it was like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something. I played Xbox. And then, like, I died. 12, I texted my neighbor because my kid wanted to go over there, like 12.30, something like that. My neighbor's, oh, we got to go to the store first. Like, okay. So I went to the store with them. By the time I got back, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch the 49ers game until the show starts. And then I got a notification for an order, and it's like, oh, crap, I have an order that's due, like, right now. And that's why the show started late. Well, the show started on time, but that's why I wasn't ready for the show. You're You're never ready for the show. No, I really am not. Yeah, but this time he was even more unready. Usually I have the I have everything set up so I can, you know, play the theme song and everything. Yeah, we didn't have Bill after or anything. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bill after. We had JT after. Do you need do you need wrestling to be fixed? I wrote a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Well, if you watched NXT, then you know who's coming after Asuka's title. Yes. Actually, they didn't mention it on NXT. They mentioned it. They, like, released that on, like, Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, is this real life, or am I just getting... I thought somebody photoshopped it, and then I looked it up. It's like, holy shit, she actually is wrestling (laughs) fucking Mickey James at at, uh, TakeOver Toronto. Which I think is really cool. I, I know some people have a problem with it, but I think it's kind of neat. 
How could you have a problem with it? Well, there's a lot of people who are just going nuts over the idea that you're showing how, you know, thin the roster is. You're bringing in a legend who is either going to ruin Asuka for the future or uh, one of 2011 different things that they don't like about what that booking would mean. But at least they're bringing in somebody good. Who are they supposed to have a wrestle? Liv Morgan? Peyton Royce? I don't know. None of them are really working out so great right now. They might be good later, but they're not good today. <laughs> well, didn't they just have Liv Morgan like get her ass kicked in less than a minute last week? I, I didn't see it, but they were talking about it on this week's episode. Oh, yeah, she got annihilated. Yeah. And that's kind of her thing, is that she's supposed to be this, you know, scrappy little new chick who, you know, yeah, you can beat her and you can beat her up, but she's gonna come back and, you know, Okay, I mean, she's still way too much like babyface Carmilla for my taste, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's what they're going with. I mean, I like Liv Morgan, but she's nowhere near like the caliber of Asuka where she deserves a title shot. So yeah, why the fuck not bring somebody in from the outside? As but long as Asuka... a holding place for... Ember Moon is clearly who they want to go with, but they're not ready for that, so they need something else in the meantime. Why not Mickey James? Right. And, and exactly. And I, you know, like, as long as Asuka wins, yeah. there's no sense of, of Mickey James going over in this match. As long as Asuka wins, I'm good. Yeah, and as long as the match is good and it's not like a fucking squash. Plus, this way, as I realized that this could be Magnus's ticket to NXT, which would please me greatly. <laughs> could be. I miss Magnus. What if James Storm comes back, too? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a train incident all over again? <laughs> I don't or know. We have a train incident about once a week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Bobby Roode really looks like a tag team wrestler, though. <laughs> According to him, he's not a tag team wrestler. He doesn't look like one. Well, didn't his tag team just implode anyway? Didn't he and Ty Dillinger kind of fall apart? Yes. Or did I imagine that? No, okay. that happened. <clears throat> it's because Dillinger was getting beat down and Rude just bailed instead of getting in the ring. I mean, if, if any, like, if anything, like, I would have liked to have seen, you know, Rude tagging up with Austin Aries. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you know, the dirty heels. Which I don't think they would call them. Wasn't that, that was the actual tag team name in TNA. It, it was. It? Yeah. <laughs> Exposing the business. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a wonder why TNA is going under. Well, that's just because they didn't pay their taxes. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. Somebody said, wouldn't it be great if you trotted out Erwin Arshyster to claim... <laughs> Full responsibility for the downfall of TNA, and that would not be not funny. <laughs> that, that would be fantastic. And WWE could do it because he still works there, doesn't he? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, that's that's a whole another situation there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Did I hear Rick fire there? 
I heard right. No, he no he no he was on uh, College Game Day. So I heard yeah, yes yesterday. I'm like I'm looking up a meet and lunch like there's fucking her like woo I'm gonna pick <laughs> like there wherever they were yesterday it was just, all of a sudden they seem like when the fuck does it where the fuck did this guy fucking show up in fucking ESPN <laughs> when did he get hired there. <laughs> Ric Flair shows up where Ric Flair wants. Woo! Yeah, he just wandered into the studio. They were like, well, yeah, have a seat. Well, they were in the studio. They were like, in like they were on a college campus. And they weren't in North Carolina either. It was like fucking, I don't even remember which, what, where they were. It was like, it was, it was, it was just like. Oh, random. come on. Ric Flair on a college campus. The reasons write themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, he's looking for wife number 35. But... Yeah. But he's also gonna earn it, earn her, earn her, but he also earned her alimony in that appearance yesterday. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, break song. Yeah, I say break song. I say break song, and uh, let me let me see what my break song is because it's my choice. Uh, my break song is Michael P. S. Hayes singing about prayer in school. No, it's not. Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Why can't kids pray in school? <laughs> My pick for a break song does have the word God in the title. And it, Boo. it's... <laughs> Boo. <laughs> and it's from one of my favorite bands, The Pretty Reckless, whose new album, Who You Selling For, comes out this Friday. And this song is called Oh My God.
everyone. This is Bill After from OneWrestling.com. And if you're a bored wrestling fan, I suggest you order my book, Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. And maybe you'll get unbored. Hi, folks. This is Bill After. I, I wrote a book called I Fixed Wrestling. You stupid marks didn't know it was broken. <laughs> you know, maybe if you read the book, you'd enjoy the book. JT doesn't read anything except beer labels. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Excuse me. I read comic books, okay? And Penthouse Forum. That doesn't count. <laughs> there you go. So we uh, we did a bunch of the news already, Joe, because you were gone. So yeah. fuck you, no offense or anything. But cool. Then you guys got the rest of this. See ya. Hey, <laughs> we we uh, I don't know what we're doing for the second half. I know we got some of the usual stuff. We still no. haven't done anything about the bottom five. We still haven't done New Japan and the other filler. So there you go. Figure it out, buddy. Both <laughs> cities are back to you. For a bit, how he's supposed to have injured ribs and yet he was at a heavy metal concert. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I've been to heavy metal concerts with injured ribs. Okay. Yeah, you don't need. You don't. Need, you only need a working neck for. You only need a working neck for heavy metal concert. I went to a heavy metal concert with a broken foot. Exactly. All you need. All you need is your your neck. Your neck muscles. Kurt Angle won a won a gold medal with a broken friggin' neck. Yeah, but I'm not Kurt Angle. <laughs> My neck hurts. <laughs> you better get. You better get surgery. Well, <laughs> just take a load of cocaine, especially the drugs. Yeah. Oh my God. Either way, you're gonna need that Mexican sugar daddy. So uh, get to stepping. <laughs> well, I heard Del Rio was in uh, uh, WCPW for for a cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he, he showed up. How how far away are you from Newcastle? Uh. <laughs> Just down the road. <laughs> so let's let's talk New Japan, and then we'll do our bottom five ever, all time, anywhere. Sound good okay. to you guys? Uh, there's a lot of news coming out of New Japan after the King of Pro Wrestling show, which was, from top to bottom, one of the best shows I have seen in a really, really long time. Even the matches that I didn't think I was going to like, because I usually don't, I did not zap through them. Everything was good. And not just, you know, match quality, but it moved a story along or it did something positive and if New Japan is not your normal cup of tea, go out of your way to watch King of Pro Wrestling from this year because it is just amazing across the board. It's long. Their shows are you know, longer than most of ours, especially this part of the year going into Wrestle Kingdom, but it's completely, totally worth it. Now, uh, one thing that was interesting is before the show happened, there was concern that they were not going to do that great of a house because comparatively speaking, they hadn't sold as many tickets as they had hoped to. And there was concern that this was going to be a bust. They sold out. There were almost 10,000 people at this show. 9, the highest, 
Oh, sorry, it was the highest since 2000 for them, the Finney. Yeah, uh, the highest non-G1 show Thank you. since 2000. Um, 9,600 and something. I mean, walk-up business was huge. So when you're looking at this, you know, it was completely packed, you know, a sellout place. This was Sumo Hall in Tokyo. And Sumo Hall is one of those places where all of the seating isn't chairs. They've got that, like, penalty box kind of seating where it's you and three other people in this space and you just sit cross-legged on it. Um, so, yeah, it it's kind of a neat place. I would like to see a show there. It's just kind of fun. But they're in Tokyo, and that means a couple of things. It means that... Kenny Omega is going to be hugely over because Tokyo loves Kenny Omega. Naito is from Tokyo. You know how that's going to go. So certain people that might be booed in other places are going to be incredibly over in Tokyo, no matter who they're up against. So the crowd was super hot. I mean, they were into almost everything. If this crowd wasn't into it, that means it was terrible. So this was basically a perfect storm of all of the things you'd need for a really, really awesome show. Now, it kicks off with the pre-show having a very special match between Tiger Mask Double and Red Death Mask. Now, this ties into the anime that they launched that we talked about on the show last week. And... The second episode is out now. It continues to be very political. You can't even call it a thinly veiled stab at the WWE because it isn't veiled at all. And, you know, if you're an adult wrestling fan and you're watching it, you just keep going, oh, they went there because they are. But little children aren't going to pick up on that. So the pre-show they had an actual tiger mask double and a red death mask, and they looked exactly like the anime characters. I thought it was just going to be, you know, tiger mask four trotted out again, but no, it's a completely different person in a completely different costume. And word around the campfire is that tiger mask double was Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. So I heard the same thing. It was a one shot deal. You know, he may not be doing it repeatedly because, you know, he did leave. I mean, he didn't walk out on a contract. His contract was up, but um, Tiger Mask Double is going to be wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom, so I would not at all be shocked if Ibushi comes back to do that. Interestingly enough, Red Red Death Mask was supposedly Juice Robinson, who posted a photo on Twitter of his dreadlocks cut off and in the sink. So he might be moving in a new direction as well. Now, the match between these guys was actually pretty good considering the ridiculous masks and costume pieces they were wearing. And, you know, the good guy wins because that's how it goes. But... It was a really neat setup where they played the intro of the anime, they showed a couple of clips of it, and then, you know, Red Death Mask walks out, and he looks exactly the same as the cartoon, and then Tiger Mask Double comes out, and sitting at the commentary table, 
they had this guy, I mean, you could tell he wasn't a wrestler because he was this tiny, skinny guy. He's the voice actor for Tiger Mask in the anime. And he was at the commentary table the entire night. He's apparently kind of a fan, in addition to being the voice actor for Tiger Mask. So as far as a you know throwaway pre-show thing, it was pretty elaborate, and it was actually a lot of fun. Did you get to see that, G, or no? Huh? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That wasn't me, I swear. I, I didn't see that. That was my show. computer, I sorry. I saw some of it, though. I made sure that I watched two matches in particular, which we're not at yet. Um, we're going to get there. And I watched the last little bit setting up the end of the show. Okay. But then I ran out of time. Yeah, so I had well, to be honest. It, <laughs> it did go long. Um, okay, the first real match was Chaos versus Bullet Club. You had uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Will Ospreay defeating Adam Cole, Bad Luck Fale, and Yujiro Takahashi. Now, I'm not the biggest Adam Cole fan. I'm not really a fan at all, but the Adam Cole baby has just about dried out my brain. I'm sick of that. I hate it so much. I really want that to stop. Um, but you know, this match was better than I expected it to be. They did some great moments with Fale as you know the big monster guy against all three of the members of Chaos. The one thing that they didn't do that I wish they had that would have made this perfect if Takahashi's doing the full-on Godfather gimmick with, you know, multiple ladies of the evening coming with him, and they sit at ringside and they look like they would want to be anywhere but here, I seriously wanted them to get up and leave with the Chaos guys when the Chaos guys won the match, and they didn't. They left with their pimp, but that would have made it a lot of fun just... A more solid match than I was expecting out of any of them. The six-man tag after that was more of the same, only not quite as good. It was really random. You still had a chaos group. You had Yano and Jado and Rapongi Vice, Rocky Romero and Beretta. They're teasing more breakup tension with them. But the chaos group lost to Great Bash Heel, which was Makabe and Hanma, Taguchi and Bobby Fish a bizarre and random combination of people. Um, Makabe and Yano were kind of going at each other all the way through. There's got to be something going on with them. Um, Great Bash Heel challenging for tag titles at some point. The match after that was one a lot of people were waiting for, and that was the dads of New Japan fighting the guys from Pro Wrestling Noah. It's the same group they had before. And I stand by what I said last week, that even though taking Shibata out of this took some of the, the fire out of it, there's something to be said for having this group of, they're all legendary, the third generation superstars on the side of New Japan. And then for pro wrestling Noah, they're all these, you know, young up and coming or still kind of early in their career, just assholes. And the dynamic works really, really well. So the Noah guys got the win here. 
it was Goshiyazaki, Maybach Taniguchi, Nakajima, and Masakiri uh, Kitamiya. It was all about Shiozaki, though. He was the star all the way through it, and there's a reason for that, which we will see later in the show. They beat Tenzan Kojima, Yuji Nagata, and Nakanishi. Um, really, really good, and they just went at each other from the very beginning. It it was not going to be a match. It was going to be a brawl, and it was it was a lot of fun. The Noah guys looked really solid there. After that was the junior heavyweight tag champ match. The Young Bucks were defending against David Finley and Ricochet. Nobody thought the Bucks were going to lose this, but this match was basically David Finley's coming out party. This was the, you know, you're no longer a young boy. You're, you know, a real wrestler now. And the Bucks spent most of the match. I mean, they weren't just talking shit. They were, you know, they were constantly yelling at him that, you know, he was nothing but a young boy. Your dad sucked at wrestling, too. And, you know, just digging on the family a lot. So he got just destroyed for most of the match, but he kept kicking out and he kept coming back. And really, the point of the whole match seemed to be David Finley is a real man now. And, you know, you get to the end and the Bucks keep their titles, but nobody's going to remember that. They're going to remember, wow, David Finley's really good. So that worked out very nicely. Uh, the match after that is the only one that I really, really didn't want to see. And even though I didn't really like that much about it, have to give credit where it's due. It was the uh, tag te- the heavyweight tag title match, the Briscoes defending their titles against the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Tamatanga and Tongaloa. Like most of the New Japan fans had feared, the Gorillas of Destiny won and are now the tag champs. It's probably the best match they've ever had. It still wasn't very good, but it was the best match they ever had, and hopefully... With World Tag League coming up between now and Wrestle Kingdom, they'll put them on somebody else. There are several teams possibly to do that, but just Gorillas of Destiny are crap. I don't think anybody liked this match, but it was the best that they'd had. So that was pretty much where intermission was. After that, you had the top of the show. This was where you had a eight-man tag with uh, Mike Elgin, Tanahashi, Kushida, and Jay Lethal against all four members of Los Ingobernables. Oh my god, if you don't think that Naito is the hottest thing going, watch the entrance for this. The second the music kicks in, the entire place, all nearly 10,000 people, are clapping along in rhythm with the music, and they're chanting, Naito! so loud it's absolutely great and it's kind of hard to tell because it's during the entrance with all of this noise going on naito always comes out last and he comes around to the announce table and he tries to get milano collection at at the announce table to fist bump him milano won't do it so naito gets mad 
and he leans over and he yells at Jushin Liger, who's sitting next to Milano, but Naito yells at Jushin Liger, Pendejo! And it's like, okay, my brain just broke. That's the best thing I've ever seen. That he goes over and gets Steve Carino to fist bump him, so all is, is well. This match is notab- notable for two different injuries. One which is totally legit, and one which is probably half and half. Uh, the good guys won the match, and Naito got pinned clean in the middle by Big Mike Elgin. It was supposed to lead to a rematch for the IC title at Power Struggle, but that's not going to happen because during the match, Mike Elgin basically broke his face. He uh, has a fractured orbital and had to have surgery, so he's not going to be available to do that. The other one is Kushida, who just got punked out really hard by LIJ and got stretchered out at the end. He seems to have injured his wrist about halfway through, so we're going to see how that goes, because as Kushida's being stretchered out, Bushi gets on the mic and says to the effect, oh, well, I'll give you your title rematch at Wrestle Kingdom if you can make it. So he waited for him to be injured before he'd agree to a title match, which I think is just awesome. He doesn't get enough credit for his character work. It's, oh, he's just a Naito clone. Well, yeah, but that's why it's fun. You know, every group has that one guy who's just trying to mimic the leader a little too hard. And in this case, it's Bushi, and it totally works. Now, the match after that is considered by a lot of people the match of the show, and that was Shibata defending the never-open-weight title against Kyle O'Reilly. This stemmed from Ring of Honor Television, the episode that G was talking about from Field of Honor. These two guys fought each other in Brooklyn on the American tour, and O'Reilly got the win under questionable circumstances but because he got the win he gets to challenge for the never title and this was also a big deal because new japan is really keen to get bobby fish and kyle o'reilly signed to them they want to push them as legit heavyweights and this is one of the ways to do that did you get to see this one this is the one i tuned in intentionally to watch for sure okay good Uh yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't too sure what we were gonna get with the spinal and neck injuries going in. This Shibata's a friggin' tank, man. I could notice at moments where he seemed to be possibly modifying his style, but without knowing without knowing he was injured, well, I had the English commentary helping me, but, but I knew that going in. I, I wouldn't have known otherwise. Like it just just blew my mind how how much these guys were going at each other and how much they you know it's just such a physical match it was really um i i felt it started really slow but in a good way and it became very technical until we got towards the i guess close to the climax the story where where o'reilly's really that's when the story of the injury came into play and o'reilly was really working like the next in spine with the sub Attempts, um, especially that one right near the end where he goes to the triangle spot, and the and uh, Shibata would get the ring, uh, the rope break. Sorry, 
um, and then attempted to do a power bomb, but couldn't. And that that's when I thought the storytelling really like just went into high gear. Like I thought the match was good up to this point, but I felt like at that moment, that's when what they were trying to sell, what they were trying to tell us was fucking brilliant. I actually put this match in our uh, match of the year candidates. When I when I read that it was one, I went in with high expectations, but it delivered, man. You guys got to see this match. It's fucking awesome. His matches over the past couple of months have ended with just an amazing picture. And in this one, when Kyle O'Reilly's mouth guard falls out. Yeah. yeah I got because that he passed out from being choked. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, it it's beautiful in its own way. I mean, if it's not that it's, you know, the, the headbutt with, you know, blood gushing down the side of his face in just the right way. And I absolutely loved it when, you know, he spins O'Reilly around to go for the headbutt and O'Reilly kicks him in the chest. Cause he has planned for that. The first time he did it. Okay. Shocker. The second time. Okay. You should have known he might do that, but okay. The third time, yes, somebody stopped it. So, you know, O'Reilly just looked like a million bucks because that guy's a monster anyway. And the the post-match stuff, well, Bobby Fish is the best cheerleader ever. The bite the hand all the way through. He was just great <laughs> at ringside. Um, so, you know, the, the match is over. And... Shibata stands over Kyle O'Reilly and extends his hand out to help him up. And Kyle actually looked kind of surprised. <laughs> if you caught that look before, he gets up and you super low bow and everything. And then they all three shake hands and it's just the, the manliest group hug in history. Um, but we're not done because remember Go Shizaki from the Pro Wrestling Noah match? guess who suddenly pops up at ringside and makes it clear that he wants a shot at Shibata. But this is not about title stuff. Because Shizaki even said in an interview, I want to beat up Shibata more than I want a belt. And you know, Shibata's holding up the Never title. Shizaki actually pushes his arm down. And so... It'll be really interesting to see where this goes because they've been scheduled for a match, uh, not at Power Struggle after that, but a lot of people think they're going to meet at Wrestle Kingdom because Go Shiozaki is in a lot of ways the Katsuyori Shibata of Pro Wrestling Noah, which is another story for later, but they're very similar in a lot of ways, and them fighting at Wrestle Kingdom could be amazing. So... They have their exchange. Shizaki walks off. You think it's done. Here comes Evil, who just flattens Shibata with his finishing move, grabs the Never title, makes his cutthroat gesture, and then just drops the title on a limp Shibata carcass and then takes off. Now, those two are going to fight for the Never title at Power Struggle. And you know we'll look at what's booked for that in just a minute, but yeah, definitely a match to check out, if not the match to check out. After that was Kenny Omega versus Goto for the Wrestle Kingdom 11 title shot briefcase. It doesn't matter 
if you think Goto never should have been in this match, Goto was freaking awesome in this match. In fact, what I'm hearing a lot is people thought their uh, their G1 match was the better match, but that Goto did better in this one than he did in G1. And this is the Goto we need to see. I mean, at the beginning of the match, he grabs the briefcase and smashes Kenny Omega in the head with it and then DDTs him onto it. He was just going after him like crazy. And he was just on fire the whole way through. And yeah, this is the Goto from 2013 and early 2014 that we just haven't seen. Yeah, I watched some of his old matches, his feud with Shibata that led to their tag team. That is the Goto that showed up for this match. And that guy's pretty badass. Um, Kenny Omega got the win. Pretty much everybody thought he would. Part of me kind of hoped he wouldn't, just because it would be a more interesting story, but that's what they're going with. However, that it's world title match is set it does not mean that it's the main event which you know that's a whole another story the main event for this though was okada versus marifuji and for some reason new japan will cheer the hell out of marifuji and boo every other pro wrestling noah guy out of the building don't know why this is they just do a lot of canadians live in tokyo so it's <laughs> the other one you saw? Oh. Z Pack. Oh, it's a G Pack, yeah. Canadian. Oh, a G Pack. <laughs> was was this the other one you saw? Or no, I actually saw the Omega match. Well, oh, okay. I didn't. I I did enjoy it. I I think it would be nice to watch them in reverse order. I I did, but it was a great match. Regardless, um, I. Didn't see the G1 match, but I heard similar comparisons about it being on par, if nothing else. But I guess people are always going to compare good, better or worse. But I thought it was a fucking great match. And had it not been, had the Shibata match not been on the card, I, I think I could see why people would say this might have been the best one. I didn't get to see this main event, though, uh, which I also heard from you as well as other people. That was excellent. I only saw the fallout um, to set up uh, January's pay-per-view, so... Well, nobody really believed that Marifuji from Pro Wrestling Noah was going to win the IWGP heavyweight title. But there were about two moments in there where it could have happened. And, you know, if Okada weren't so good at kicking out at 2.9, you know, it might have happened. But the story of most of the match was that Marifuji just had Okada's number and the usual Okada stuff didn't work. And because Marifuji has now beaten Okada twice, it's a bigger deal. And I've just not been impressed with Okada this year. Compared to other wrestlers on the roster, he's boring. And his matches are very by-the-numbers mechanical. And he's got to have something... You know, emotionally invested in it that's just been lacking and this match you could see that because now he's embarrassed 
He's been beaten twice by another company's champion, and he needs to fix that. But, oh, there's some brutality in this, too. Marafuji hit Okado with a pile driver on the ring apron. If it doesn't make you cringe, you're probably clinically dead. Um, but it's a really, really good match, and you, know, you should definitely watch it. Uh, the fact that Okada stole Marafuji's Emerald Flosion finisher pissed off a lot of people in the crowd because, again, in Japan, people are super devoted to their wrestling company. They don't just go watch another one. And so the idea that Okada took a move that is a pro wrestling Noah finishing move and used it even New Japan people were going, oh, dude, that's not cool. You don't do that. And in an interview, he just blew it off that, uh, it was something that happened. I didn't plan on that. But, you know, it's really, really good and definitely one of the best shows of the year that they've had. Now, Power Struggle is coming up on November the 5th, and it isn't the very last show before Wrestle Kingdom, but it's the last one that's really of any kind of significance. It'll basically fill in any gaps. Um, it's going to be in Osaka, though, and Osaka crowds are very different from Tokyo crowds, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, they're going to have the finals of the Super Junior Tag Tournament. They're going to have a tag team title match between the Gorillas of Destiny and Ishii and Yoshihashi from Chaos. Everybody thought it was going to be Ishii and Goto, but that's not happening, which is interesting in its own right. Uh, Bushi and Kushida, if Kushida's able to make it for the junior heavyweight title. Shibata defends the Never title against Evil. Tanahashi has a one-on-one -on -one match against Sonata because Tanahashi has not avenged his G1 loss, and Sonata has been kind of in his face about it. The main event, though, is Naito defending the IC title. It was supposed to be against Mike Elgin, but since he's out, they've replaced him with Jay Lethal. That's not the greatest change. I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of choice, but Jay Lethal doesn't really carry any weight in Japan. Nobody's going to care. And even though Lethal and Naito have plenty of issues of their own stemming from the American tour, this just feels like it's going to be less of a match than it would have been with Elgin or somebody else. No, it's just, so, just to throw them a bone, though. I mean, they have this working relationship. That's what I was thinking the well, whole point of do, that was. Um, they do, and they go back and forth all the time, but... You know, Lethal was just over there for, you know, some eight-man tag stuff. And, you know, if Elgin hadn't broken his face, it would have just been that. Right. And they... It's a, well, it's a band-aid solution, clearly. I mean... Yeah, I mean, they decided to go with Lethal because he has a very recent series of issues with Naito. But, you know, it does beg the question, what did he do to earn a title shot? Because Elgin is the one who pinned Naito clean in the ring. Mm -hmm. Lethal beat him, but the last time he beat him was in America. They've had a number of shows since then, so 
you know, they're doing the best they can and they can't be blamed for that, but it's just not going to be as good of an end result as something else might have been. Oh, for sure. I wish. But, but like, it's, again, you have to tamper or mess with other major storylines if they want to put in a different person or they go for the guy who's not directly involved in the main storyline, right? So, yeah. Kind of what you're kind of, they're kind of fucked. So they have yeah. to work within that in a way, you know? I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I also kind of understand where they're like, well, maybe they have plans coming out of, out of Wrestle Kingdom for other people and other programs right now. So they're working with it and the constraints of that. Maybe that forecast to finish too, right? I mean, Lethal's just there to probably job, right? Well, one would think. I mean, Lethal's a good wrestler. It's not like it's going to be a bad match. It's just not going to have the drama that something else would. But, you know, I think we all know that at Wrestle Kingdom, it's going to be Naito and Tanahashi because they've really been pushing for that. So Tanahashi is probably going to beat Sonata. Hopefully it will be a very hard-won victory and not a squash because then that's going to set him up to go after Naito at Wrestle Kingdom, which I still say, and there's not a lot of people who are still on board with this, I still say that's going to end up being the main event. They have too perfect of a storyline, three years in the making, to ignore it. But we'll see. All right. Well, fair enough. It's it's kind of too bad because I I, I want to see Omega, you know, treat Okada like a little bitch like they did in America, but it is what it oh, is. Oh, that was the best line, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. I I got that in my notes. I had to make sure we talked about that. <laughs> Omega sounded it reminded me a lot of like very much so akin to Punk on Cena at the beginning of that. But then, and I was concerned at first, but then he just kind of took it and, and made it his own. And I'm like, right on. Good job, Kenny. Good guy, Kenny. But Kenny didn't die on this show. He died on SmackDown. That's a different show. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I, I, I liked what I saw. You know, I, uh, it's, it's like you mentioned earlier. It's time. It's really just time. And yeah. I, I, I skipped more most of the stuff I normally. I was still. I'm now two episodes back on Lucha Underground because I want. I wanted to see this instead. So just to let you know, priorities, right? Oh yeah. Well, and if if you see the top three. If you see Shibata O'Reilly, Omega and Goto, and then Okada Marafuji, if you see those three, you're going to see the best stuff anyway. Yeah, I can I can definitely attest to the two. I, I, my computer decided it wanted to update and reboot four times around me, so I, uh, I lost the amount that I had. But I got two. Two out of three ain't bad. That's yeah, better than a Bret Hart four out of ten. I think WWE is actually in Calgary today. I just found out this morning from my news feed from some guy who lives in fucking Utah. So there you are. It is what it is. I'm, I'm... Utah? Yeah, I got a buddy who's, a, who's living in there. He's, he's, a, he's an oddball, to say the least. But he's a good guy. Good fellow. Even though he's hardcore right wing, whatever. I, I still let that slide. He's not right, super so, hardcore. He doesn't right, offend himself. I thought, wait, I thought, I thought Utah only had Mormons. Yeah, he's one of those. He's one of those. <laughs> but it's all good, whatever. John Smith in the book and all that South Park stuff. John Smith was dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he 
that one gets played. If you ever watch, I don't, I don't know what, 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 what channel you get South Park on up there. I don't know if it's Comedy Central or not, but Comedy Central every Wednesday plays all day. It's all day South Park. Nice. So like I've seen that episode like so many because they play that almost every week. We get it on Much Music of all channels now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Much Music is an awesome music channel. Well, I don't know if they still play music, but when it used to play music, it was, it was an awesome bit. music channel. They started showing videos again during the day. Yeah, I remember I, they used to play. They used to play video. Like they it was like the live stream during the day. Then then like they basically re-aired the whole what they recorded during the day at at night. Yeah. So. Yep. Now now the only thing I know they have is called the retro music video flow. Cause I, I'm not sure if they make new music videos. <laughs> I don't care. I'm old, so it's all stuff for me. Craziness. All right, where to next? How are we gonna make this there? Uh, I Mr. think it's. I think it's time for a trip to. Okay, G Joe's obviously sleeping because he's there's no echo. So. Is it 49ers losing or something? Or? Yeah, they're getting their asses kicked. Let's, let's see what the score is. It's 31-16. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It'll be worse tonight when Hawkins on, but anyway, moving on. Uh, fuck it. So um, I, oh, let's see. Wait, do we we don't have we we got draw, so we don't have to do anything else before JT land. So JT land is next. So I'm just gonna go right in because you know we're we're just doing our own thing this week. So fuck fuck you guys. Twenty twenty bucks, little man. So I can pretend that I have fans. ESPN could have brought in Virgil for a fraction of the price of Flair. That was that was another tweet that he retweeted. So <laughs> now here are the here are all the Virgil tweets. Man gets the money, then he gets the meat sauce, then he gets all the mamas. Actually, no, you don't get all the mamas. You get the shits because I had meat sauce last <laughs> week and I had the shits from getting the meat sauce, Virgil. Um, as your fearless leader, I f advise you to eat meat sauce when you can. As the as the leader of JT Land, I do not advise you to eat the meat sauce when you can, because you get shit. <laughs> Hashtag things I can't remember. My last paycheck. <laughs> Prince Prince Poopy, the real brown boy. You smear your ass with dog shit. Let's set up a dream match. Then until uh, till then, I'll enjoy my rub. Big diff from the real real king of meat sauce. Mountain, the old day to the new day, aka Great Black Hope from the Smoot. Meat Sauce and Harmony, I will be Ken Bones' manslave any day of the week. Fuck Money is a religion, not a, not a, political, not a political group. Hashtag the debate, Hillary cannot deny that fuck money. Hashtag the debate, Jerry Springer should, should mediate this shit right here. Hashtag the debate. I am so confused that I'm voting for Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Excuse me. People all over the world are probably asking if the movie Coming to America was real. Oh, she's, she's typing. So, Pokemon and go fuck your selfie. In case you were wondering, you're a big time jabroni. Hashtag life motto. Guess what it is? Go fuck yourself. Fuck the Nikolai Bold call. I wish the Ken Bo Bone be my partner forever. <laughs> Hashtag Ken Bone facts. He can suplex the earth in one shot. 
Now, I, I hate Tom Brady, but I saw this, so I had to lie. I laugh at this one. And it's a Brady Bunch reference, too. So, the Tom Brady so iron sheet class, he throw to the Marsha Brady and still catch the ball. <laughs> For those who don't know it or are too young, there was an episode where she got hit in the nose with a football. <laughs> Happy anniversary from Hulk Hogan. Uh, well, dudes, good night, Hulkamaniacs and Jabroni Marks without a life that don't follow it. It'll work when you work a work a work and work and work and work yourself into a shoot, dudes, brother Marks. <laughs> right, Mark? Right, Noise? Yeah, sure. <laughs> do, do we want to check up some kayfabe news? I didn't look. I didn't. I didn't look look any up. But do we? Do you want to check them out or? Yeah. Anyone? Sure. Bueller? Go ahead. Okay. Well, well, Joe, I really, you're, 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 since you're barely here, I was asking the other guys because they're actually participating. They're not just like chiming in every three seconds. Uh, uh, I thought you were asking Joe. <laughs> I was seeing if you guys wanted to. I have. You know, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. All right. Here, wait for the wait for the wait for it to load up. Okay. Here we go. Uh oh. Breaking news, folks. Entire WWE locker room suspended over, quotes, locker room banter. <laughs> Unwed parents of Sasha Banks confess she's an ill... Ill is it illegit? No, I think I think they said... Yeah, Ill illegit boss. Goldberg returns. Jaded fans immediately chant, Ryback! <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I, I know there's... I, I, unfortunately... I know we're not politically, but unfortunately it's the political season, it's the election season. So politically correct, Cena change, changes catchphrase to you are visually impaired. Bad news, folks. We better not vote Trump in as president because Trump vows to shut down Lucha Underground. <laughs> Trump tax returns leaked by Erwin R. Scheister. Heyman returns after overcoming his lifelong fear of public speaking. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, Trump appoints a new campaign manager. Can anybody guess who it may be? Sub Coulter. Nope. Trump appoints Eugene as campaign manager. <laughs> Man, that's that... retarded. <laughs> no, that's special. He's special. Like the Olympics. <laughs> And on that note, good night, go fuck yourself. See everybody next week. As per Seamus. <coughs> Coaster, does Jesse Ventura or Steve Austin have anything this week? Guys, we got a couple of sponsors this week. Today's show is brought to you by Hot Pockets. Different temperature in every bite. We're also brought to you by Totina's Pizza Rolls. What's your favorite part of the pizza? Did you say the crust? Because Totino's Pizza Rolls got you covered. 
why mess with the gooey ingredients, the, the filling and all that, when you can just have the fucking handle of that shit? We might actually accidentally thumb some ingredients into that motherfucker. Totino's Pizza Rolls. <laughs> do, 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 do. Maven fan has been signed by Pride. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Quite the cue. Actually, I think we're, we're calling her um, at Ellsworth fan now. She thought that was a good idea. <laughs> but Ellsworth is actually good. Yeah. You can like him unironically. We're making the segment better, folks. Okay, do we have any new sponsors, folks? Joe's totally dead, man. God damn, the 49ers are killing the poor man. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know if G, if you, if we added, you added anything in here new. We, you know, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll go through them. I'll go through them if you want. I don't know because I know we already yeah. did the news, so I don't know if you want to go to the news section of the program. So. Oh, you go for it. I'm, I'm still editing the news, getting all the all the oh, okay. shit out. Joe's news in the is right now. News is stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to HappyMarks.com. Showering thoughts, Seamus.com. Joe never sent G Barkley liar. Joe never sent JT his mug. Dot never gonna happen. Britcuntsnews.uk. Biannualwrestlingnews.com. Find Triple H's penis.edu. Menextends.joe's broken penis.com. Noise still reads Stolahealy.org. Joe's AJ Styles page, page, fan page. got that problems. Yes, I cannot read, folks. This is what two beers does to you. Blaze Chalet sauce slash Canadian as fuck. Sorry. Prepare thy anus.adu. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl that would look good. I would call her. Net.com.ussr. Coaster needs more beer.gofeedme.com. Back Billy Corgan's eyes.kickstarter.uk. We know the Bullet Cup Bullet Cubs gonna debut soon. We've been talking about it for like four months now, so they should they should be debuting by now. Piss on Mavenflan.florida.gov. Unnecessary joke and Facebook status updates and birthday obsessions. Eating a sandwich. Fuck. JT is. <laughs> JT's drunkenfoot.com. The old joke is getting Joe dot redundant. Kind of not serious though, just saying maybe possibly serious dot edu. Use anal smooth dot biz. Joe Joe didn't show up dot live dot always. Single JT dot farmers only dot com. Joe cannot read dot or dot can dot he. Discount heat emporium. Cheat heat cheap. Heat Emporium, Affordable Heat Emporium, and finally, last last but not least, Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula City. You make a right at the Leftorium and you're there. <laughs> uh, Del Rio's account just of being... On, just, just, just on that note, don't forget, tonight is the Simpsons 600th episode. Yes! Del Rio's account of being knife has, uh, knifed has changed again. It was an incident with a guy who disrespected my girl, and I just got involved in a street fight. I got a little bit hurt, but thank God I'm fine right now. He also said that the idea he's making any of this up is ridiculous, and both Del Rio and Paige implied she's only still there because she has to be due to a lengthy contract. Okay, where are you? I, I'm, I'm at the part where it says begin here, Joe. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Thank I, you, I, sir. I, I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. I was reading That's the sponsors. You're busy. Don't worry. I told you. He's got it. He's got it. Do it. Do, do it. I'm the guy who stabbed Dorito, says Lord Steen. <laughs> no, he just ate Doritos. My, my name is Jennifer Lopez, and I eat Doritos and burritos. <laughs> WWE is not going to be weighing cruiserweights anymore, and most have had kayfabe extra pounds added to their weight. Aria Davari, Mark Henry, and Sin Cara will be regulars <laughs> in the division on Raw going forward. Charlie Caruso and Andrea DeMarco are now working as backstage correspondents for Raw and Spa- SmackDown, respectively. R.I.P. Brand Split. Wait, I thought Charlie Caruso just moved. Did it just, didn't it just swap over? Nobody I don't knows know. anymore. That's the best part of this news story. I, I can't even tell them about. <laughs> the Elimination Chamber pay per view is returning in 2017. Hashtag every two weeks. (laughs) Video game nerds untie because Tyler Breeze is displeased. At Real Summer WWE is a 70? Same as me? You're telling me she could beat Sami Zayn, 87? Because I did. At WWE Games, at 2K. Hashtag not 17 better than me. Rusev isn't happy with his rating either. (laughs) Soviet Russia... Video game rate, you wait, video gate rate, you. Apparently, and I don't know how this is even possible, WWE didn't get to 2K Sports quick enough to scrub a mention of CM Punk uh, during the development process from 2K17. He's been gone for like, like, like two years. was treating like a massive story, but it was just a little line on commentary. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Like, seriously. It's not like he's know what line fucking it is. game. It's been like, what, two years since the fucking Colt Cabana podcast? Seriously, dude. z Now, Now would be a good time for Z-Pack. CM Punk to come back, actually, because he could steal back the go-to-sleep that he stole in the first place. Because Hideo Itami is going to need another extended leave of absence after taking a bad bump on his neck in an NXT house show. And, and he, can, he, can, he can challenge the guy that he lost to in um, UFC, and then when he, when he runs for the ropes, he, they'll actually force the guy to break it. Yeah, <laughs> break the right. Like, did, did any of you guys see the video of uh, Tommy getting hurt? That was fucking hard to watch. I haven't, but I have heard that it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it was yeah. a fucked up uh, uh, power slam. Executive producer Eric Van Wagenen said at New York, Com- New York City Comic Con that Lucha Underground hasn't been renewed for a season four yet, but talks are ongoing by the TV station that owns the fucking show. We need more fucking in the news. Just had to make sure we got that in. Yes. <laughs> Producer Eric Van Wagenen revealed at New York City Comic Con that uh, Hernandez was originally going to play Matanza Cueto instead of Jeff Cobb. Hmm. Poor Hernandez can't catch a break. And now for the TNA is... Wait, hold on. TNA is fucking fucked section. Despite all its rage. <laughs> the ownership of TNA is still in limbo, and the talent are frustrated that Billy Corgan hasn't assumed full ownership or control as they want him to get the company. Other buyers have backed out due to Dixie Carter making things difficult, what a shock, and re- the relationship between Corgan and Carter has, quote, gone south. Oh boy. It gets worse. Oh yeah. 
TNA president Billy Corgan filed a lawsuit against TNA Impact Wrestling, its parent company Impact Ventures LLC, TNA chairman Dixie Carter, TNA chief financial officer Dean Broadhead, and Carter's husband Serge Salinas on, the on October 12th at, in the Chancery Court of Nashville, Tennessee. The court documents in Corgan's lawsuit are not available because he filed a request to keep the proceedings sealed. The court also granted his application for a temporary restraining order, and he put up a bond to support it today. The only thing we know other than that is he's requesting a six-person jury to hear his case. Dixie Carter is personally in debt to Billy Corgan, and there are three debts listed as as are as follows. Uh, Aurolux Media, Anthem Sports, and Entertainment Corp, the Fight Network. And the third is to MCC Acquisition Corp as of September 30th. That was... Since that was the Friday before Bound for Glory, that would seem to make MCC Acquisition Group the funder of BFG and the tapings that followed. Uh, lost my place. <laughs> MCC and Anthem share the same address and business details, so it appears they are essentially the same organization. Gotcha. And apparently nice. this debt is something like close to $4 million. Nice for the win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy Corgan isn't the only one suing TNA. Audience of One Productions filed suit against Impact Ventures LLC, TNA Minority Owner Errol Lux LLC, Dean Broadhead, and Ronald Harris on September 27th. The lawsuit alleges breach of contract, fraudulent in inducement on the behalf of Harris and Broadhead, tortuous interference on behalf of Errol Lux, and violations of Virginia Code. AO1 is seeking $223,000 plus interests and post-judgment costs. They produced Bound for Glory last year, and surprise, surprise, they never got paid for it. Oh, this, this just in. I, I, I've also, I've also, and I'm also announcing live on the podcast that I am suing TNA for basically the years of 2005 to 2010 <laughs> that I had to watch all those years, or 2011, <laughs> so whatever I stopped watching. <laughs> this just in. Bram just signed another multi-year contract with TNA. <laughs> All right, where are we? Uh, Meltzer on TNA ratings drop. It's mostly because of Damian Sandow. That fucking loser, no talent, ruins everything. I was never a huge fan of his with three shirts. <laughs> uh, and it just keeps getting worse for TNA. The state of Tennessee has issued a lien on TNA Entertainment LLC over unpaid back taxes. They actually owe so much money that the state can seize TNA's property for failure to pay. If that, they had some. That could be an impediment for anybody who buys the company because if TNA doesn't pay the taxes first, the new owners would still be on the hook for the taxes owed. Some TNA so talents fucked. Some TNA talents are going to consider the company in breach of contract and themselves to be free agents if they aren't paid by this weekend. They already are free agents. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That's so yeah. obvious. Anyway, TNA routinely pays people up to two weeks after tapings, so we'll see if anybody carries through on this threat. TNA typically pays people? Routine? As long as they last long enough to show total right. non-stop deletion, I'll be happy. Right. TNA couldn't pay for some music rights in the recent taping. Billy Corgan told Pop TV about the potential issue with music for Mike Bennett and DJ Z with just hours to go before the latest Impact aired, which led to some grumbling in production about the last-minute edits being necessary, although the responsibility for paying the composer, Dave Oliver, falls on Dixie Carter's husband, Serge Salinas. 
TNA's current total debts total around $3.4 million, not even including what they might owe Corgan if he wants his money back for not getting the share of or control of TNA that was promised. TNA now stands for total nonstop audits. (laughs) (laughs) An entire episode of Impact called Total Nonstop Deletion will be filmed at the Hardee's Compound in North Carolina to air in December. It'll feature King Maxell's debut and some other shit. WWE has filed a trademark. WWE's filed a trademark on the phrase "He hate me" used by Rod Smart in his XFL days. Only fifteen years later. <laughs> the fuck That's not even fake news. That's yep. That's real news. That Just like this is a real. And this is a real synopsis for Total Bellas. Attention, attention, ladies and gentlemen, attention. There is a herd of killer rabbits headed this way, and we desperately need your help. Roll up your windows, turn on your lights, and follow the police car at the entrance of the theater. Please keep calm and cooperate with the authorities. Do you read me? A sex rut causes a relationship strain for Bree and Brian. Looking to keep herself busy aboard, Nicole takes it upon herself to come up with an idea to help the couple out of their dry spell. Enter Menextend. <laughs> think is, most of that is accurate. Hmm. And it's not going to be Land of a Thousand G's. Joe's taking the whole episode. Joe's taking the whole episode off. Joe, G's been running the show, so let 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 Land of a Thousand G's be Joe Joe this week. Okay, fine. Land of a Thousand Joes. I can't wait until Kevin Dunn dies. I'm gonna throw a fucking party, guys. I don't know him. I don't know what he does, but I want him fucking dead. What do you mean I can't wish someone dead? Wrestling is serious business. If I say I want him dead, I want him dead. Lighten up, jeez. <laughs> I died in the hospital because not enough strangers on a wrestling message board prayed for me. Ask me anything. <laughs> hey, everyone. So apparently between James Elworth squashing the WWE champion and Paige going on a coke bender, you all forgot to send prayers or upvotes my way while I was in the hospital, and I died. Ask away! It didn't get enough likes on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? I actually have some breaking news, kind of. Uh, Cricket Wireless are announcing that El Rey, well, Lucha Underground, is basically going on tour with Phoenix, Houston, and San Diego. So yeah, they're doing live events now. And, and, and the They're calling date. it Lucha en Vivo, which is presumably Mexican for something. And this latest score update, Buffalo is now up 45 to 16 over San Francisco. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going home. Is, is, Joe, is Joe rooting for the non-Buffalo team? Yes. That's hilarious, right? Well, he was, he was, Buffalo he was team bragged. doesn't force winning, and the one he roots for is going to lose tonight. Go for well, it. <laughs> He's, he, he's been bragging about all week about how the Bills are used to losing four in a row of something, but this is going to be the first time they won four games in a row and who knows how long. Eight years. They've won four games in a row. So, um, yeah, <laughs> just kind of got to rub it a little bit to him. So. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm Bill After. You're on air with me. Crowd got it, Joyce. 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 Joy
Jack Eichel. <laughs> Cocaine. 